Welcome back to Dissecting Success. This episode's guest is Cindy Miller. She's a veteran of five U.S. Women's Opens, a former LPGA tour player, and presently a Class A LPGA professional. She currently also plays on the Legends Tour, which is the official senior tour of the LPGA, and she sits within the top 50 of the career money list. She's a pretty impressive overall human, but there is so much more to Cindy than golf. I can't wait to get back to listening in on this interview and hear from her, her story around success, or what it means, and all the other brilliant businesses she built along the way. Let's get started. Ever wonder what success actually means? How do you get it? And how do you keep it? We all want it, yet sometimes it feels only some of us get to have it. Hi, Teresa and Blair here. We are two badass entrepreneurs, best-selling authors, coaches, and business mentors who have had success, felt success, questioned our own success, and reclaimed it. Let's be real for a hot minute. 2020 has been a roller coaster ride, and many of us have started to wonder if they'll lose the things that made them successful. So we got curious, raw and real, about what success is truly about. Can you put it in a box? How can you get it? Can people take it away, or are you the one with the power? Does it mean the same to all of us, or are we the ones that create it? From PGA golf pros to doctors, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and spiritual mentors, we get together to meet with successful people from around the globe to dissect success for vibrant conversations and interviews. Make sure you click the subscribe button on the App Store because each week we will drop a new episode to bust through the myths around success and dissect its true meaning. Well, hello there. It's uh, Dissecting Success with Blair Kaplan Venables and Teresa Lambert. And we're here with Cindy Miller. Now, if you're a frequent watcher of golf or you're someone who follows the game or have watched the golf channel, you may recognize Cindy Miller. So why don't we dive right in? So, Cindy, why don't you let us know what is success to you and maybe how it applies to your story? Wow, that's like a great question. And right out of the box. You know what I think it is? I think that success for each individual is different. But for me, it's seeing a vision of something that I want. And even though I may not be good enough to have it, finding a way to achieve my goal, no matter what I have to do. So never saying never and being resourceful and persistent and never giving up. I think that's brilliant. So uh, Teresa. Wow. Yeah, I love that. Seeing a vision and finding a way to achieve your goal. That's so powerful. Can you tell me how that that has sort of applied, you know, throughout your life, maybe even one particular goal that you wanted to achieve and you did and you're like, wow, now I, I really feel successful. Well, yeah. And sometimes those things happen to you. Uh, they can happen out of something that you may not like. Here's my example. 
I grew up in a family that played golf and I was dragged to the country club every weekend and the pool was my babysitter. Uh, my parents would play golf every day and sit at the bar and drink and go home and fight. And I was at the pool and until I got fat in eighth grade and all the cute boys started to call me 10 ton Tessie. So I quickly found an aversion to swimming and my only other option was the golf course. And I didn't really like golf because my parents played it all the time, but I was actually pretty good at it. And I'm quite competitive. So I liked taking lessons and I liked beating the women at the country club. And of course they didn't like me much because I was the little brat that would beat them. But my mom and her friends took me to an LPGA tour event, which is Ladies Professional Golf Association when I was 17 and I was in awe. I, I saw this girl, Laura Ball, who was a year older than me at the time, and she was playing on the LPGA tour. And the sound that the ball and the club made, made when it met, you know, it was like crack, you know, and I was like, holy cow, that's a different song than I have. And the clothes and the shoes and the beautiful golf course. Well, I came home and I was like, I'm going to be a star on the LPGA tour. And my dad said, well, that's great but you're not good enough. How, how, how do you think you're going to do that? And I said, well, I don't know, but I'm going to figure out. And he goes, well, maybe you need to play college golf. And I said, okay, well, I'm old and there was no internet. So I thought, well, how am I going to find out how there's golf courses or golf schools and colleges that had teams? So I went down to the library and I, I couldn't find anything. And I thought, well, I'll write a letter to Golf Digest magazine I read their magazine. And then I, I also wrote a letter to the Ben Hogan Golf Club Company because I played their golf club. So I assumed they would care about me. And I asked if they knew of any colleges that had women's golf teams. And they actually wrote back. And the number one school on the list was the University of Miami for me because I live in Buffalo, New York. So if you lived in Buffalo, you'd want to go to Miami as well. So I wrote to them and they wrote back and um, snail mail and said, you know, that's nice. Yes, we have a golf team, but the worst person on our golf team has a four handicap and yours is 14. So you're not good enough to play. So I wrote back and I said, well, can I come and try? And they said, well, yeah, you're welcome to come and try. And my dad said, you've got one year to earn a scholarship at this place, or you can't go back because we can't afford it. So I had never visited the school. My parents didn't even take me. We had a family friend who was a captain for an airline company who lived in the same city as my University of Miami. So they dropped me off at my dome, dorm with my golf clubs and my suitcases. And I sat on the bed and I cried. And then I got up and I practiced. And then I practiced some more. And then I practiced some more. And then I graduated the number one player on the golf team. And we won back-to-back -back national championships. And I was voted team captain in All-American my senior year. So that's one of the things that I've done in my life that it was like, well, you're not good enough to be here. You can't do that. I'm like, yeah, watch me. I, I love that. It's like, I'll show you who's not good enough. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Yep. It's an incredible story, Cindy, because I, I think that it also just shows, you know, the grit that you had at such a young age and the determination to, you know, take a situation that didn't feel good and turn it around and be like, no, I'm going to do that. I mean, how powerful is that? Yep. 
So I, I think people nowadays, I'm not sure if their why isn't big enough. You know, I did not want to come home because I was running away from two parents that were alcoholics that fought all the time. So I was running away from something and avoiding something, but I was also running towards a dream. And that dream was so clear cut in my brain that I was willing to do whatever it took to achieve my dream. And the funny thing is I tried to qualify for the LPGA tour that summer and I didn't make it. You know, again, you're not good enough. And I got in the car and I drove from Buffalo to California by myself to play on the mini tour to learn how to get good enough. And I won a mini tour event. And the next year I qualified for the LPGA tour. But there again, after I qualified, I played for three seasons and I lost my card. So of the best in the world, I was one of the worst. And then I got married to PGA tour player, past champion, life member of, of the tour, Alan Miller. And I went from tour player to tour wife. And 25 years after I lost my card, I saw there was a legends tour for former tour players, for old people. And, and then I was like, you know what? Maybe I need to prove to myself the dream that I had when I was 17 years old to play on the tour and be a star wasn't meant to be a nightmare that was going to haunt me the rest of my life. I need to go try to qualify for this tour. Well, that situation, I ended up getting an email from the Golf Channel about a reality show that was like Survivor of Golf. And if you won this show, you got an exemption on the LPGA tour. So I was reading the email and the little voice was like, you should try to play on the show. And I, the other little voice was like, that's stupid. You're 48 years old. You're too old. You don't want an exemption on the LPGA tour. Well, then the other little voice said, well, excuse me, but we both know that if you were standing on the 18th tee of a Legends tour event, and you were tied for the lead and had to hit it a shot over water with thousands of people watching you, you'd throw up. Good point. You need to be on the show to learn how not to choke. Okay. So I applied to be on this show with, I think, 5,000 other people. And I was chosen as the token old fart of the show. And I ended up finishing third. And the next tournament on the Legends Tour after the show was over I didn't have to qualify this time. They gave me an exemption because everybody in the golf community knew who I was because I was just, you know, I'm a television golf celebrity now. So the funny thing is, is I birdied the 17th hole of that event and I walked to the 18th tee tied for the lead, having to hit a shot over water with thousands of people watching me. That same scenario that went through my head when I got that e email was happening a year later in live person. So I knocked the ball on the green, I two putted for par and I was waiting and everybody went crazy because they now knew my story. They knew I was an underdog, right? So they were cheering for the underdog who wasn't good enough. And a friend of mine ended up birdieing the 17th hole and she won by one. But even though I didn't win the tournament, I defeated my demons. And so that to me is what dissecting success is all about. My goodness, that is so incredible, Cindy. It gave me goosebumps when you were talking about standing on the 18th tee, taking that shot over water, tight for the win. My God, I mean, that is so incredible. 
I like, and I'm a big, uh, I'm a big golfer. <laughs> Blair knows this. I'm a big uh, golfer, and uh, I've also watched that show. Um, and it's so incredible because you always wonder, uh, you know, how those people got on that show. And I think when it comes to success, so often we see the surface and we think, you know, people must have had, you know, this linear way to get there and you didn't have that at all. Um, what would you say when you think of that success and this incredible story but sort of really, you know, embracing the situation, hitting the shot, knowing that you're good enough. How did that change your career trajectory? Well, you know, what's funny is it, I think it really didn't change my career trajectory because I was already teaching golf, but you know what it did for me? I finished second on the, on the Legends Tour career money list. And when I first called them to ask if I could play, they said, well, where do you sit on the money list? And I'm like, um, I kind of suck. Well, now you have to qualify. So it, it was like I got redemption, but I also got belief in me and my dream. And to me, that's priceless because you're always wondering, you know, you're always sitting on that. Well, I was always wondering and sitting in the background and, and people think, you know, oh, she's got it made. And, and I'm like, you have no idea. Sit down here for a little while, buddy. Let me tell you a little story. So again, I, I think that people might assume things and they have no idea the struggle it takes to get where you are. Yeah, I think that's so that's so brilliant. How do you think these lessons that you've learned through the world of golf have related to other areas of your life? Well, you have to stop and say, what do I really want to do? I, I got another great story. And again, it, it's so funny with COVID, right? I've got to be honest with you guys, because it, it there were a couple weeks that we couldn't teach golf at all right so it's like oh well the range is closed and you can't go and I was going to have this big event in Bermuda with you know hundreds of women flying in from all over the world and we were going to you know I was going to do my keynote presentation and do team building and you know that's been poofed and I'm like oh my god what are we going to do well I've never sat and not done anything ever and and so I, I'm sitting around and I'm like you know what I'm tired. I've been running for 40 years and I've gone from Buffalo to California. I felt like Forrest Gump, like, where are you? Well, I ran to California, you know? So, so again, it's like, I've never, ever stopped, but, but here's another example of something that I wanted when we're talking 30 some years ago, I, I like to create things. And so you know, people would say, well, what do you do for fun? Oh, fun? Really fun. I don't know. Well, I like to create things. So it was around Christmas time and the sewing store up the road was going to have this event where you could learn how to make cute little things. So I like to sew and I went up to this sewing store for this event. And of course, the woman at the sewing store was trying to sell a $2,000 sewing machine, which is why I went to the thing. But I didn't realize that when I signed up. So I leave and I'm like, oh my God, I want this machine. But you know, it you're gonna buy a sewing machine for two thousand dollars to save money and make clothes for your kids. What are you, an idiot? You know, that's like there's no return on investment here. So 
I thought, how am I going to talk my husband into buying a $2,000 sewing machine? And I want to make cute clothes for my kids. There is no ROI on this. So I went to the store and I bought him a book on how to machine applique. And I, I called a friend of mine who owned a clothing store who helped me find cotton sheeting shirts at wholesale. Well, when I went to this warehouse to pick up the shirts, they had collars that you could sew into the shirts. And I thought, what a great idea because you got to wear a collared shirt on a golf course. So I bought the collars. I learned how to sew the collars into the shirt and I made these goofy little designs and I applicated them on the shirt. And I took the first couple you know, shirts to the place where we were giving golf lessons. And I said, hey, if this shirt sells, give me the money for it. Okay, no problem. Well, it sold. And I thought, oh, this kind of works. So I can pay for my machine and then I won't feel guilty. So I got a little better and I, I made a bunch of different designs. And I called a friend of mine that I played on the LPGA tour with, who was now a salesperson in South Florida. And I said, hey, I'm making these shirts. I want you to see if they sell. She goes, you know how to sew? I go, get out of here. These look pretty cool. So I send her some shirts. She sells $35,000 worth of shirts the first year. I'm like, what are you doing? You're killing me. She goes, well, do you want me to sell the shirts or not? So now she needs a logo on the shirt. And I'm like, how am I supposed to get a logo on the shirt? She goes, I don't know. You know, that guy that owns that hat company in Buffalo, what is it called? New era cap. And I go, well, yeah. And they like make all the major league baseball caps. And I know the guy because he was one of my sponsors. So I call him and I go, Hey, this girl needs logos. You sell the hats to these people. So you must have the logo. So then I say to my husband, Hey, let's make some samples for Augusta. So we send Augusta my husband knows the pro at Augusta because my husband's played in the masters five times. Right. So he calls the pro. He says, my husband or my wife makes these shirts. We're going to send you the shirts and um, see what you think. Okay. Those shirts sold in three days. So then he calls me back. He goes, I need another dozen shirts. Those, those shirts sold in three days. I'm like, Oh my God. Then he orders 144 dozen shirts for the masters. And I'm like, are you freaking kidding me right now? So now the guy at New Era is saying, Cindy, you are a total pain in our butt. We're in the hat business. We're not in the clothing business. You need to buy your own machine that can do the logos. I'm like, well, how much is that? $38,000. Well, now I have a store on Main Street in Silver Creek. So again, all that started because I wanted to make cute little clothes for my kids. I, th I think that's, that's awesome. And did you end up making cute little clothes for your kids? A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's but like you have a goal. I, for the <laughs> I just love that you have a, what, like what I, what I'm hearing is you have a goal and you go to achieve it, but you always miss the mark in the sense of like you overachieve your goals. <laughs> and I think like, that's, it's so brilliant because you just find a way to make it happen. And like that story is you accidentally started a clothing line, <laughs> a clothing company because <laughs> you wanted to make clothes for your kids. And I think I think that's a really good lesson because sometimes you you can't predict what's going to happen. But if you have a, a drive and desire and like the universe knows that and you work hard at something, you never know what's going to happen. You don't. And and I would dare people. To listen to that little voice. And, and there are always naysayers. 
in the golf business, I call those people the committee of they. They're always telling you what you're doing wrong. You looked up, you know, you bent your arm. You're supposed to keep your head down. What are you doing wrong? And, and that's probably why I love teaching so much because I know you're not trying to mess up. Now we're going to understand what you did wrong, but I'm going to show you how to do it right. Nobody tries to screw up on purpose. And that's why I started the Pursue Your It Project. I go into underprivileged neighborhoods with schools and I help kids learn about who are you? What motivates you to action? What do you want to do, be, and have when you grow up? And I do it for grownups with the Own It Academy. Like, who are you? There's three components. Number one is a nail. You know, are you sitting on a nail and whining and complaining about it? Or do you want to get up? Let's get off the nail and do something about it. Number two is a mirror. You got to be willing to look in the mirror and who am I? What do I like? Why do I like it? What motivates me to action? And then the third thing in the box is a seed. You've got to plant a seed and do something about it. And when you are, you're going to be so much more happy because you're doing something you're supposed to be doing that gives you joy. I love that, Cindy. Um, You know, your story is so incredible, what you do. And I can really like, as we're having this incredible conversation and, and you sharing these incredible stories of some of the things that you've experienced in your life and what you stand for, I feel that passion and that purpose that drives you to really, you know, make an impact. And in this, um, you know, world that we're in right now, and so many people are aspiring to be entrepreneurs, I would love to know from you if there would just be one, one piece of advice that you could give people that are on their path to success, that want to be an entrepreneur, that want to create something that may not exist like you have, what would that be? I would tell you that there's a saying in golf that every shot makes somebody happy. Why not let that next shot be you? So what I would say is, you know, maybe this all happened for a reason and maybe you're um, stuck and you don't know what you want to do or where you want to go. I would challenge you, you know, to, to get off the nail, to make that next shot be the best shot of your life. I love that. Make that next shot the best one of your life. That's incredible, Cindy. Thank you so much. Wow. (laughs) I feel so inspired. Um, It's amazing. And Cindy, thank you so much for being here. But I know you also have a little giveaway for our audience. And I don't want to miss that because I can't even imagine what they could learn from you. So it's a disc preview assessment that you can figure out who you are. So if you go to cindymillerinc.com forward slash better, you can get the assessment for free. So again, it's cindymillerinc.com forward slash better. I love it. And, you know, by doing that assessment, you're going to be able to make that next shot, the best shot of your life, even better, probably. Right, Cindy? Hopefully, if it's the one you want, then you got to plan, prepare and produce the shot. And yes, you can do that. I, I mean, well, thank you so much for sharing your story. I think you're a perfect example of if there's something you want, you can figure out how to make it happen. 
And Absolutely. it's just so inspiring because your lessons translate to every aspect of life and other professions. And I just love that you paved the way, you know, you like you not only were a pro golf, are a pro golfer or were and are, but you're a reality star <laughs> and <laughs> like and a clothing designer <laughs> and a clothing designer and a mom and a wife and, and a I'm speaker. sure many other hats, <laughs> a businesswoman. And I just think it's so brilliant. And to me, from the outside looking in, just getting to know you, I think your success is contagious and inspiring. So thank you so much for sharing your story with us and the Dissecting Success listeners. And um, I'll make sure to share that link with everyone in the show notes so we can get everyone to do their disc assessment. So thank you so much. You are welcome. This was a lot of fun. That's a wrap for another episode of Dissecting Success. Enjoyed this episode? Make sure to subscribe to Blair Kaplan Venables and Teresa Lambert's podcast, Dissecting Success on the App Store. And follow us on Instagram at Teresa Lambert Coaching and Blair from Blairland to stay up to date on our latest episodes, badass offers, and more.